Welcome back to the Women's Empowerment Podcast. My name is Dolores Andrew. I am a soul care practitioner, author, podcaster, and a holistic life coach. If you want to find out more about the work I do, you can visit my corner of the web at www.dolorisandrew.com. In this episode, we are talking about how to find your limiting beliefs and how to eliminate those beliefs that are actually stopping you from reaching your potential. First, I want to start with what is our belief system? Our belief system defines how we see the world and it gives us the ability to process everything that's happening around us. If we didn't have our belief system, we wouldn't know how to process our reactions to the things that happen to us on a daily basis. Our, we could liken our belief systems to the cookies in our browser that enable us to sort through things faster and also that are based on our past behaviours. Our beliefs start to form at a very young age and they are the based, they're, they're formed on the way we perceive our life and, and its surroundings. We form beliefs about everything, how safe we feel, how loved we feel, about our emotional self, how supported we feel, etc. We can hold either negative or positive beliefs about ourselves. And they can when they stop us reaching our full potential, we call them limiting beliefs. These limiting beliefs can stack on top of each other and they form our own inner glass ceiling that keeps us well and truly stuck where we are until we go about the process of changing them. One such belief we might hold could sound like this. It doesn't matter what I say, no one listens to me. Everyone takes advantage of me and I never get a minute to myself. This is a limiting belief and will have a negative effect on our own sense of self and it will hold us back because it's holding us stuck in that belief. And what we've done is we've taken a fundamental part of our life and we have created a limiting story about it. And this happens, as I say, in relation to so many things. Now, another belief that can start to form from a young age is about what it means to be masculine and feminine. We may form a belief that the masculine is strong, powerful and controls everything. We may have formed this belief because we saw our father to be powerful and he acted in a way that made it seem as though he had everything. And we saw that that was the way we wanted to be. We wanted to be like him. We wanted that strength and that, that power we felt he had. So we may have had him on a pedestal and, and looked up to him as our hero. Maybe we saw mom at home doing what we thought were the more menial things in life, like raising the children. She may also have worked, of course, and looking after the house. So from this, we may have formed the impression that we didn't want to end up how we described mom as being stuck in this menial job, we wanted to be more like the masculine, this go, go, go. And so we distanced ourselves from the feminine and from the feminine part of ourselves because we considered it less than. It's just an example of how a belief can form. And it also actually as well forms our values and what is, how we value what it is to be feminine. Because in this example I mentioned above, we formed that the belief that the feminine was less than. So 
what we are effectively doing is limiting our own thought system around what the masculine and the feminine are. And really, these, as well as they're forming the beliefs, they're also forming our values and how we effectively treat ourselves. Because of whether we're man or woman, we have both masculine and feminine within us. And these beliefs and values become our truth and they become the basis for how we live our life. Because our actions are fueled by our beliefs, everything we do is coming from these beliefs we hold. So could you see how you could be limiting yourself by some of the beliefs you're holding around things in your life? And of course, it's good to mention as well that while our belief is very true to us, it doesn't mean that it's a universal truth, but it's certainly our personal truth. There's no guilt or shame around the beliefs we hold. It's just opening up the lens and realizing what they are. So let's talk triggers. The belief we hold around something, we get triggered. If we come against, up against someone or something that has a different point of view than us. So how is it activated, this trigger? The trigger acts like a kind of a subconscious memory of something that happened in the past that could either be either negative or positive, or we perceive it negative or positive. Sometimes it might bring us back even to relive, relive a past experience when we formed the belief. But most usually what happens is that those beliefs form habits for us. So when something happens, when something comes up that reminds us of a past experience called a trigger, we react in a very habitual manner. We're basically in a loop with it. We act the same way based on past experiences and that's how habits form. But it's good to know that change is possible and we can break these habits if they're not bringing us up into our life what it is that we actually want. So I'm going to talk a little bit about emotions here again and how they can get triggered. When you formed the original belief around a past experience, there was also likely an emotion attached to it. So I have been speaking about a hypothetical story, and I'm going to go back to that today in order to illustrate this point about limiting beliefs. So recapping, Lilia is the eldest of three siblings. Her mom works, also minds the children and tends to the house. Lilia is 12 and doesn't feel supported by her mother. She feels like she's too much responsibility with helping out the younger children. She doesn't feel heard and seen by her mother and she feels unloved. The emotion that she has around all this is anger. Her dad works outside the home and comes home late every night. When she was younger, she used to run over to him when he came in the door and he would throw her up in the air and she had a great father-daughter relationship. But as she's gotten older, she finds, she finds that he has gone a little bit more distant towards her and she finds that she has to gauge his mood when he comes home from work. So in order to avoid disappointment around his rejection of her, she has developed a coping mechanism, and that is to not bother to talk to him at all, to shield herself from disappointment. So this now is where I want to start the action part of this lesson around looking at our limiting beliefs and, and how we can eliminate them to bring us about something better in our life. So in this particular situation, mom asks Lilia to wash up the dishes after dinner. On this particular day, Lilia hasn't started her homework 
She has a project to hand in the following day at school, but because she has been looking after her younger siblings, she hasn't had the chance to start this homework and project. The request from her mother to wash the dishes is the trigger to her belief that her mother doesn't listen to her and that no matter what she says, it doesn't really matter anyway. So the emotion is anger for her, as I mentioned earlier. So what's happening is when her, when this feeling around, around being unloved and unsupported is triggered, so too is the emotion of anger that's attached to it. When she's asked to do the dishes, she hasn't her homework done, but she doesn't tell her mother that because she feels her mother won't listen to her anyway. Her anger comes out instead and she shouts at her mother. And in this particular situation, her mom shouts back at her. And so we have a pattern that happens over and over again. Lelia's belief around not being seen and heard will continue to be a dominated, dominant motivator for her actions until she actually does the work to change it. Relationships and families have a huge influence on how we form our beliefs because we spend so many, much of our time with our family in our environment. Now, I also want to look at mom and dad's beliefs in this hypothetical scenario, just to show how they are both coming from their own value systems as well. Mom is a busy mom and juggles quite a lot, but she has developed the belief that Lilia, you know, she feels that she is being entitled by saying that she hasn't enough time to look after her younger siblings. But the one thing that she doesn't know is that the way the, the dynamic is, is, is panning out in her relationship with Lilia is that she doesn't know her daughter holds this belief around not being seen and being heard and feeling unloved. And if her mom were to find out this, she would be very upset and it would cause her anxiety that her actions have done this. Because I said earlier, our beliefs grow from our perceptions of our reality. And the reason mom is working so hard is that to allow her children to get from life what she feels she didn't get when she was young. She formed a belief that money doesn't grow on trees because that was a belief that her father instilled in her. And because of this, she has worked just as hard as her husband in order to bring in enough money so that the children can enroll in whatever they want. She values her contribution. And it also adds to her sense of self and makes her feel good that she can do this. So her belief is that she works hard in order to support her family. She does feel that she needs help from Lilia in order to do everything. And she often accuses Lilia of being entitled and not, not appreciating how hard she works in order to support the family and in order for Lilia to get the things that she wants. Can you see the disconnect here? For happening between Lelia and her mom. Lelia holds a belief that her mom isn't supporting her and mom holds a belief that she does what she can in order to support her children. Both of them are being triggered by each other for so long that they're holding on very tight to their beliefs and there's no room for them to communicate anything otherwise. And then to add to this situation we have dad's beliefs on the other hand, he has completely disconnected from the family. He holds the belief that he goes to work every day. He's the main breadwinner. So when he comes home late in the evening, 
he doesn't feel he should have to start helping out with family chores. So he has no idea either how to communicate with Lilia anymore. She, to her, he has, she, to, to him, she has become one of these moody teenagers he hears about. And he's awkward with her now that she has started to turn into a young woman. He misses the bond that he used to have with her and he has no idea how to connect with her again. It's easier for him to stay at work late. So his belief is he's the main breadwinner and so therefore he is doing his lot. All he's doing is for his family to ensure that they have a good future because he's providing pension plans etc for them. Now mom works too of course so she believes that she should be getting more help from dad. The main problem in this whole scenario is that nobody is communicating. They're all coming from their own beliefs, which are very, very, very valid to themselves and very true for themselves. But they're all in constant aggravating to each other. They're all being stirred up and causing scenes that we don't want to see, anger outbursts, etc. So let's look at how we can create change. Firstly, it's good to note that the only person that we can work on is ourselves. It's not our job to change other people. We become clear on our own story and check our own limiting beliefs and look at how the consequences of them are affecting others. If mom was to be assertive to Lelia around what she wanted from her, Lelia would then be given the space to tell her mother in an assertive manner how she feels in the situation. This can only cause a better dynamic and a shift to form in the otherwise unhealthy dynamic that is forming between the two of them. Mom could also speak to dad assertively about sharing the workload. She might also want to share the breakthrough she's had with Lilia and explain to him what Lilia has been feeling. This may also open up for him a realization of how he can change his dynamic with her. This again causes this shift in consciousness. It, it allows us to untangle those beliefs we have and to see the consequences they're having on other people. Lilia then, of course, may feel more empowered to actually talk to her dad. And it opens up these channels for effective communication where we really allow each other be who we need to be in order to reach our, reach our fun potential. And by doing this as a family and in a family dynamic situation, we're really empowering both ourselves and others around us that it's okay to, to have our needs met and to be seen and to be heard. As I said earlier, we form these beliefs around everything. And I have just taken a small sample of how we can see that these beliefs happen and cause effects in our whole life. I'm in the process of developing a program where people can go deeper on their own individual limiting beliefs so that you can look at how you can weave through what's bringing you effectively a life that isn't going the way you want it to go and stopping you from reaching your full potential. You can keep in contact with my website for more information. Until next time, thanks for being here.
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Women's Empowerment Podcast. My name is Dolores Andrew and my website is www.dolorisandrew.com for more information about the work I do.